Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Our message this Thursday takes a closer look at the life of Jesus Christ. Dag Heward Mills will encourage you with reasons why you must be someone who decides to contribute to the building of the house of God until you die. I believe this Thursday's message will motivate you to dedicate your life to building God's church and winning more souls for the kingdom. Let's enter into today's teaching. Yeah, welcome to church. It's good to be here this morning and uh, it's good to see all of you. We just came back from Pandu in the Volta region. We had a very powerful crusade and the Lord blessed us mightily. Amen. Right. This morning, I want to share with you from Luke chapter 7, a little passage from the life of Jesus Christ. How many know that Jesus Christ is our Savior? He is our Lord. He's everything to us. And so we must follow him. Amen. Right. Luke chapter 7 verse number 1 says, Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. All right. And a certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. All right? And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servants. All right? And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying, that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation and he has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them. Amen. Amen. Give me uh, a little more volume because the generator is on and it is raining. Okay? Think, those of you who are doing the sound, let your minds be working. All right. Now, are you listening to me? Um, Jesus Christ was invited to minister to someone who was um, sick. Now, the person that he was ministering to or was being invited to minister to was a commander of an invading army and they came to Jesus and naturally or maybe perhaps Jesus shouldn't have gone to help this kind of person it would be like America which has invaded Iraq and then an American soldier is not well and then he's come to ask an Iraqi um, pastor to come and pray for the American soldier. And they will have to explain to the Iraqi pastor that, look, this American 
is a good person because he has helped us in Iraq. Are you listening to me? Right. Now, um, they explained to Jesus that he was, this man is a good man. Amen. Amen. They said, for he was, that he was worthy. He was worthy. He was worthy. He was worthy. That means he deserved to have Jesus coming to his house. How many want to be someone who deserves to have Jesus coming to your house? You deserve a miracle. Hallelujah. In other words, there are times when you don't deserve a miracle. Mercy. You don't deserve a miracle. In the medical school, when they do the exams, they have the exams in different places. We have the clinical, we have the short case, we have the long case, we have the MCQs, and we have the essays. So all these five or six different areas have a little exam or an exam. And then also your performance during the year. So when they add it all up, they compute everything together, and then they say, oh, you passed. But when they compute it all together and you have something like 49% or 48%, then there must be a meeting on your case to see whether you deserve a miracle. Do you understand what I'm talking about? To see whether you deserve to go through and become a doctor or you don't deserve to go through. And I remember one day, one friend of mine, he had 49% in his final surgery exam and there was a big meeting of all the surgeons and the doctors and they were meeting on the borderline cases to see whether to let them go through or whether they should stay behind when they stay behind you stay behind for one year or six months it's not a, it's not an enjoyable experience at all because once you are on the ward as a student your mates are doctors so they say doctor and then these are the students and they are all your classmates and the doctors will be going here and then they'll be calling the students. Hey, all the students should come here. And you're, it's like your classmates are doctors. In fact, pray about it. Are you listening to me? So when they have a, a meeting to see whether you deserve to pass, they look at so many things. And I remember one day I had a terrible experience and I, I felt this one, I'm going to fail. But you see, they look at everything. And I remember I really felt I would definitely fail. This had been good, this had been good, but this place was very bad. And I saw my professor and I said, Prof, I failed, I'm failing. He was the head of the, he said, you? And he said to me, go and drink. And he was advising me to go and buy beer, to go and drink and be happy. He did not even know, the meeting had not even come on. He advised me to go and drink. And lo and behold, when the results came, I was through. Hallelujah. So, you sometimes the way you have behaved makes you deserve a miracle. Hallelujah. And this man deserved a miracle. Why did he deserve a miracle? The answer is here. He says, because he has built us a synagogue. A synagogue is a church building that... Jesus Christ preached in every Sunday. 
And today Jesus is preaching to us his word. These are his words that we are, we are preaching. And every Bible says, as was his custom, he went into the uh, synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. And so Jesus Christ entered the synagogue and the Bible says that they were told, Jesus was told that this man deserves to have a blessing because he has built a church. Wow. You deserve a miracle when you build a church. Mr. Johnson, you built a church, you deserve a miracle. Yes, you deserve a miracle. According to this, anybody who is involved in building a church deserves a miracle. Wow. Always pray that you'll be involved in building a church. Some of you have given your money to build a church. You deserve a miracle. Some of us are building the church by building the souls and bringing the people in and getting involved in the work of God. You deserve a miracle. But I don't want to say you don't deserve a miracle when you don't get involved. But by implication or by inference, it may be able to be inferred that you don't deserve a miracle. But from today, I want you to change your lifestyle and stop sitting in the church and just watching us as though we are Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, or Tom and Jerry. But see yourself as someone who is participating in building the church of God. Hallelujah. And one day, I tell you, there may be a borderline case. Do you understand? It's like there may be an accident that you are supposed to die. And God will say, no. He deserves he deserves to stay alive because he built a church. You won the souls. You brought them to church. You followed up. You joined the ministry meetings. You contributed. You paid money. You paid your tithes. You helped to build a church. And said, this man deserves a miracle because he has built a synagogue. He actually built a Roman invader. Has built a synagogue. What will you use your life to do? I thank God that I've used my life to build a church. Hallelujah. For all these years that I've been working, I've been using it to build a church. And I want to call on you to give your life to building the church. And as we are moving to Kaneshi very soon, you must know that we are building another church. It's, it's virtually building another church altogether. Because Kaneshi is a different place from Kolegono. So we have to get our loins together and we have to be united and we have to say to ourselves, it's time to build again. We are not too big to build. We are now going to give ourselves to build and you must build a church till you die. It is the cause and, and if it was not true, the Bible says, and then Jesus went with them. Jesus responded. Jesus agreed. Jesus thought to himself, it's true. He deserves a miracle. He deserves me, God, the son of God, to come to his house. You did age. 
You deserve to have God coming to your house. You deserve to have Jesus coming to where you are. You deserve it because you built a church, a synagogue for the Lord. Some, one day I went to Tema and behind our church I saw a nightclub and they were playing music. I said, who is this? And said, oh, this guy, such and such a man, he's got a nightclub here. Then I came to Accra and I saw another nightclub and I said, who is this? Oh, this man. He's built another nightclub here. The same nightclub in Tema, the same nightclub in Accra. And I realized that this guy was giving himself to building nightclubs. But I want to give myself to building a church. What do you think? Is it a good idea? And one day the Lord will say, she deserves a blessing. He deserves a blessing. May you have the blessing and the miracle on your life. Hey, let me tell you, I have come to see that life is very complex. So. Blessings and so on is very complicated. You cannot understand how somebody is blessed, this happens to someone, this happens. It's too complicated. So when you get a little revelation like what I'm sharing, you understand, just a small glimpse, a small idea you know, and God is showing you something small. It's like a small window for you to see one of the secrets behind blessings that can be in people's lives. My friend, hold on to that blessing and understand that a person who gives himself and gives his life and her life to contribute, to build, to pay tithes, to pay offerings, to give your time, to build, to win souls, to follow them up, to build the ministry, to donate money, to help, to even practically build the church physically. See it as God drawing a curtain to give you just a glimpse, a brief vision, an idea of why people are blessed. You know something? I, I don't want to lie to you. My father-in-law many years ago I look at him and I said, ah, he's, my father-in-law is 80, um, 85, 85, 86 years old. And uh, I found him to be a blessed person. Yeah. When I met my wife, my, my father-in-law was just about 60 years old. Something like that. I mean, how long have I been married? Yeah. 17 years. Okay. How do you know? <laughs> All right. But I felt he was a blessed man. One day I saw him going to buy cars. He just went and bought a Mercedes-Benz. He bought another car. New cars. At the age of 70. Or 60. Then later I saw him buying more. When he buys, he buys new Benzes. And then I saw he was well. I never saw him admitted to the hospital. He's never weak. I never saw him having gray hair. Well. I thought his hair was... I mean, he always, he always looked young. Even right now, as I'm talking, he's building big houses, 80-something years old. I've never had to give him money. My, my wife and I, we have never had that problem, like in our house, where we have to give money to your mother, and then why do you give it to your mother, and what about my mother? Let's give money to your mother and my mother, and why are you giving more money to your father than we gave to my father? And let's give to your mother and, and my mother. You gave my mother six things of milk, and what about my mother? You gave her only four. 
No, I've not had that problem. Because my father-in-law, rather when I, when I visit him, he gives us money. Yeah. He still, he still gives, and he gives all the children. 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. He, gives, he likes sharing 10,000 CDs. Even if I'm with somebody, he, he will give the person, here's 10,000. He buys petrol for me. He blesses me. He, pay, he pays for things even for me. He, he, the, and from the first time I met him, I felt in my spirit, why is this man blessed? Then I started to ask my wife. One of the things was that he doesn't owe money. He doesn't owe money. It, it, it was a form of God. If you look at my book, Ministerial Ethics, I dedicated it to my father-in-law. Because I've learned a lot of things from him. He doesn't owe anybody. He's a rich man who doesn't owe people. And I felt to myself, it's a very good thing not to owe anybody. And by the grace of God, I don't owe. And the church too doesn't owe people. Unless we are in the process of building something or paying for something that we are paying, but we don't owe by God's grace. Another thing that I noticed was, and my, my wife told me that he, doesn't, he didn't give them much money, but he always spent a lot of money on the church, and they were always angry with him for that. She told me about an organ that he bought for the church costing 6,000 pounds in those days. Put it in the Methodist church. Built things in the church. Even when my mother-in-law was being made the vice president of a Methodist church, the things that he did and he made. And I look at his life and, and always building and doing things for the church, for his church, through his life. Even one time, I'm, my mother-in-law called one of her children and said, look, even if you not go to church, your money must go. She was just giving secular advice. She said, that, that thing, for you to be there, your money does not go to the church. It's a very serious. She was advising a, a son who does not go to church. She was advising him that, look, even if you don't go to church, your money must go. If you don't want to even serve God, it, even sense should tell you that your money should go to the church. He said, he deserves a miracle because he has built a church. I felt it in my heart from the first day that I met him that there was something about the person. And I felt in my heart that a person who gives to the church, builds the church and builds things for the church, the person is a blessed person. And I'm giving you just a glimpse, just a kind of a vision briefly. Because, you see, blessings are, I say, the most mysterious things. Sometimes you look at somebody who is even a murderer, but the person seems to be blessed. You look at David, so blessed, King David. He killed somebody. He committed adultery. But there was a blessing. Because you see, if you sing that psalm, Psalm 122, where is he? If you sing that psalm, he says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to church. You know, even though he was a human being and he was committing sins, he really liked God. Are you understanding? He really liked God. And even when, when in Psalm 23, where is, where is she? In Psalm 23, when he starts to list his blessing, sing it a little faster, he, he, he ends by saying, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, he thought of himself as a sheep and the Lord as a shepherd. But the end of it was that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will be in church even though I'm a killer, I am a warrior, I am a fighter, I am a whatever. But you see, there was something secret about this guy 
that he really liked God and he liked God's house. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Is it in your sin? Sing it for me quickly. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Wow. Our feet shall stand in thy gates. Our feet shall stand in thy gates. Oh, Jerusalem. Come on. Jerusalem is built as a city that is a territory. The tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, mm. to testify unto Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there is a seat of judgment, even the seat of the house of David. Sing it. Oh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper, they shall prosper. and love thee. Peace be within thy My brethren and my friends sake. I will wish ye prosperity. Yeah, because of the house of the Lord our God. Because of the house of the Lord our God. I will see to do ye. Wow. Listen. For Jerusalem were because of the house of the Lord, because of the house, of, because of my friends and my brothers. I pray for Jerusalem, and they that they that they that pray for thee shall prosper. You know, they'll be blessed. That pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Why was he so interested in Jerusalem? Because of the house of the Lord, and because of my brethren and my companions. And that's where the whole psalm started. He said, I was glad. Sing that first part again. I was glad when they said to me. I was glad when they said unto me. Let's go. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand in thy gates. Our feet shall stand in thy gates. a certain insight today. There is nothing like the house of the Lord. And, he's, and David said, I was glad when they said, 
Let's go. This is a warrior, a killer, a commander, an army general. But he was so happy when the suggestion was brought up. Let's go to the house of the Lord. You see, a person who loves God's house and who builds God's house is a person who deserves to be blessed. Saul had no such ambitions. Saul, King Saul, he had no such ambitions. He was hey, of Saul building a, a church. David wanted to build a church and he wanted to build the house of God so badly and it was God who stopped him and said, look, you've killed too many people. You fought too many wars. I appreciate your, 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 your interest in trying to build my church. But you gather the money and gather the things for your son. Your son who comes after you will build it. But you see, and, and God then blessed him for trying, for having the intention, for having the wish, for having the desire. He said, I will bless you. Your son, your children will be blessed. Even your children. When you look at blessings, eh, it's not only you, but even your children. And even blessings that go down. After all, what are we working for? Is it not our children that we are working for? Is it not our children that we are working for? Let the house of the Lord be a special place to you. Let the house of the Lord be how it was to David. Let you, let, may you one day be just like this man. Where they will, the angels will say, look, he deserves a blessing. He deserves a miracle. Because he built the house of the Lord. Let God give you the insight. Don't let your tithes, your offerings be a struggle with you. As we are going to Kaneshi, we are going to build a completely new building there and a new church with new members. Don't let that one be a struggle for you. Give yourself to building the house of the Lord. It cannot be that going to church is just from here to here, here to here. No, you cannot say to yourself, oh, me, when you go to Kaneshi, ask for me, I'll go to the Manprovi church or I'll find some other church. What kind of thinking is that? Your mind must be, let us, I was glad. I was glad. Your, your mind should be, I was glad. I was very happy when this whole idea came up. And let us go to the house of the Lord. Wow. And I can tell you, it's a revelation that God gave me. And when I was younger, I didn't have, there are some things I can't tell you that I decided to do years ago. When I, I sense in my spirit that the one of the reasons for the blessing of my own father-in-law was his involvement in the house of the Lord. He doesn't know much. And you should see the way he respects me. When I went for his birthday, he had all these Methodist bishops sitting there. And I came with my casual set. I went to the back there. And he said, no, 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 call him. He should come and sit by me here on the stage. My bishop. He said, my bishop. I tell you, the honor and the respect that he gave me, I feel so embarrassed all the time. But it is genuine, it's from his heart. He even wanted one of his children to be a priest. There's a, you see, and you can see, there's somebody who has some interest in the house of the Lord. He, he said, he, he wanted one of his children, said, I'll give you a house, I'll give you everything, just be a priest. Because I myself should have been a priest, but I wasn't. I was a businessman. So you'll be a priest. Wow. This is an interest in God's house. It generates blessings. And it brings miracles. It brings helpings from God. Jesus will start moving towards your house. You deserve a miracle.
Give the Lord a clap, offering. All right. Let's go on. We're just ending, but I just want to read this. And it says, then, they, then, they, then Jesus went with them. When he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus is giving us a principle. Many blessings can come to you by hearing a word. You don't even have to see the man of God physically, but the word. Listen, many blessings will come to you when you open yourself to the word, when you open yourself to preaching, to tapes, to CDs. Play it in your car. Don't listen to the radio anymore. Put off the radio. Don't bother about the news. Listen to preaching. Select what you listen to, just like what you eat. You know, since I got married, I choose what I want to eat. When I was in secondary school, I was forced to eat what I didn't want to eat. And I didn't like what I was eating in the school. And I became very lean. When I got married, I said, you know what? This is what I want to eat. And, and even there are certain foods, I don't like the smell of that food. It cannot be cooked in my house. If it is cooked, there will be... It cannot be... It, does, it doesn't happen. That's all. Let me just end there. It's a good message. And I eat what I want to eat. I choose it. I don't just eat anything. And I don't accept anything. And I have options. If I don't like this, you have... What about this or that? Not this one, no, that one. If you can choose what you eat, then you can choose what you hear. Did you hear me? I said, if you can choose what you eat, then you can choose what you hear. Don't just hear anything. And there are some of the newspapers, they are not worth a Christian even buying. When you see a newspaper ridiculing a pastor, trying to make him out to be a, 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 a criminal it's not worth buying and, and supporting because they, they do that to get money are you listening to me choose I don't remember the last time I even listened to the radio television what are they going to have there when it's election time we all put on the television and see who is going to win that's all. But election is in two years' time. Choose it. I choose what I eat. And I don't like it. It will not be given in my house. What I want is what I eat. You to what you, what you, what you want, decide. Hear it. Let God bless you. And then we go on. It says, For I also am a man under authority. Having under me soldiers. I say to one, go, and he goeth. To another, come, and he cometh. To my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. I am also a, a man, I have servants. 
What is a servant? A servant is someone you say, go, and he goes. Come, he cometh. Do, and he doeth. Are you a servant of the Lord? Can the Lord say, okay, go to Kanesha and you go? Or go to Kanesha and you don't go? No, go and he goeth. Come, he cometh. That building, we bought it about eight years ago. The land. I didn't want to build it. But last year, the Lord said, go. And what happened? He goeth. I didn't want to build it. Because I don't like these big things anymore. I believe that the kingdom of God is a spiritual thing. And that we should invest more in the spiritual kingdom. The spiritual building. Than in the physical building. And that these huge monuments, they are, they are not things that are eternal. Unfortunately, we have to build them to, in order to have a place to be. But it's very painful to build it for me. I can tell you the truth. I, how I wish this project to be over. I want it to be over so badly. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I don't believe in all these big things that look as though they are glorifying somebody. Say, ah, look at what you have been able to build. No. The real kingdom yeah. is a spiritual thing. That's right. And that is why I'm giving myself to winning souls and selling, not selling, but distributing books free of charge and ministering. That is the kingdom that is spiritual. But we still have to do it and we have to do what the Lord says to do. Amen. Amen. And when he says to you, go, do you go? When he says to you, come, do you come? Come to church, do you come? Go, do you go? Do, do you do? Do you do with it? I just pray. You see, one day I went to Kumasi and I was driving by and I passed by a church building and I was told, do you know the person who built this? The person who built this church building is a multi-millionaire. Kwabinadako. He built his own church. Yeah, and now he's just pastoring a church. He has given himself to building the church. For years we associated him with full gospel businessmen. Building the church. Everything else is futile. Useless. But building the house of God. I say, look, there are unspeakable blessings that you deserve. You deserve to be healed. The centurion servant deserves not to die. You deserve to be healed because you build the church. You deserve not to die because you build the church. You deserve to survive because you build the church. Can he say to you, go and you go up? Even tithe, can he tell you to tithe and you tithe? Can you pay tithe? If he tells you to tithe, will you tithe? Can he say, go and you go up? Can he say, come to Tuesday service and you come up? Can he say, we are moving to Kaneshi and you cometh? May you be a true servant of the Lord and may his blessing be upon you forevermore. Listen, open your heart and see a small window. God is showing you, see a reason, a, a very secret reason for blessings. He deserves a miracle because he has built us a synagogue. Be a man who has given himself to building God's house. And God will now cover you with his feathers. 
and protect you and bless you. Young men, give yourself to fasting, praying, preaching, fighting for God's name and for God's kingdom. One day you cannot. I say one day you cannot. Hey, we are getting older. A time will come some of the things you think you can do, you cannot do. One day I met one of these footballers. I was coming from Amsterdam and I met him. One of the stars. He's, he now no more plays. And I, I, I spoke to him. And I asked him, why didn't you play for us during the World Cup? If you had been there, we would have scored. You know, I was with him for some time because I was, he, was, he was the only person. We took a flight together. And so I was talking with him. So I was saying, oh, if you had played, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. You know, I said, if you had played. So I said, why didn't you play for just 10 minutes or 20 minutes? You know, just come there and stand because whenever, when he used to play, when he stands at the goal area, before you realize that he's scoring. You know, and I was amazed. He, he, he looked so ordinary. That's why I realized that to be a star, you must be a star for Jesus because after a while, the glory is just disappeared. But anyway, so I asked him a question. I said, I asked him, how old are you? I said, how old are you? Can't you? I said, can't you run? I said, is it the running? He said, no, it's not the running. He said that when you are getting older, even shooting, you see that it's not going straight. I was surprised. He said, he said the accuracy of the shots and the passing and the shooting and the dribbling, he said, the whole thing changes. By, by a certain age, you see that the, it, everything is changing. I was surprised. It's a wonderful wow. So you think you are not growing, but even in soccer, they can see that, no. You see, the way you would have scored this goal, if it was earlier, you would have scored the thing, but now you can't score. So brothers and sisters, we are getting older. Our opportunity to build and to give and to do certain things, the accuracy and the zeal and the energy. Do you think I'll always be like this, moving around? A time may come when I'll be walking like this. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. When I used to be younger, I used to run around. Hallelujah. But now the young ones are going for the crusades. Hey! 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 <laughs> what? Is it mobile or baby or nape? I want to give myself when I have some strength and you to give yourself when you have some strength do what you can do now let's build God a synagogue and one day people will look at us and say this guy do you know how he built a church this guy built this church one day I was working with somebody I said it is good you have used your life to build this church I said it is good you have used your life to build this church People have used their life to build nightclubs, businesses, companies, firms, whatever. Some have also used their life to build churches. Use your life to build his house. And I'm glad, even if I die now, 
is I'm glad I've given my life for this course. Oh, I have no, if I was to rewind and start all over again, I would still do the same thing or if I can do it better to build his house with my life. May you use your life to build his house in Jesus' name. I said, may you use, may you use your niceness. Are you nice? May you use your niceness to build his house. Are you young? May you use your youthfulness to build his house. Are you beautiful? May you use your beauty to build his house. Are you clever? May you use your cleverness to build his house. Have you, did you pass exams when you were in school? May you use that intelligence and that IQ to build the house of God. Do you have money? May you use your money to build the house of God than to build MDC or MPP. Wow. I'm so glad that I gave my life to building his house. Emilia, what do you think? Is it not powerful? Yeah. Because God is going to bless. And one day, Jesus will come your way. And you deserve a miracle. But you will not even know why you are being blessed. You will not even know why. Sometimes we don't even know why. How many realize that sometimes you don't even know why God is blessing? Lord, why me? Lord, why do you bless me? Why do you, why, why are you blessing me? What is the reason? And that's what I'm saying that I'm sharing with you something that many people don't know. Many people don't know this thing. That there is a blessing for people who build churches. And who build God's house. But people don't know. They deserve miracle. They deserve healing. The centurion servant was going to die. And God said, you, you deserve not to die at this time. You deserve to live longer. You deserve to be healed of that sickness. You deserve to live. You deserve to survive when others are going down. You deserve to have a miracle and a blessing. You deserve it. Because you built my house. You were a servant I could send. Go, come, do. Go, come, do. May you be blessed by the Lord in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, please. All right. Okay. Close your eyes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have this morning. Lift your hand and just pray to God, Lord. I want this opportunity as we go to Kaneshi, as we move to our new building want to build the, your church want to build your house over there want to do your will in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth oh God yes 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 Lord I want to build 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 your spiritual kingdom I want to build your physical kingdom I want your blessing Upon my life, Lord, Marolosi, Tilpelkil, Tusan Halmaride. I want to be involved, Lord. I can see there's a blessing for people who give themselves. Oh, he deserves a miracle because he built my church. Father, thank you so much. We love you, we praise you, we honor you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, we want to say, Pastor, please pray with me, pray for me. I want to give my life to God. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. But today you want to be born again and to give your life to Jesus. If you are here, you want me to pray with you to give yourself to God. I want you to just lift your hand up high. Just your hand and I'll pray with you before we close. Only your right hand lifted up high. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lift it up high. I'm going to pray with you because 
God wants to touch your life today. He wants you to be saved. He wants your name to be written in the book of life. God bless you. If you've lifted up your hand, I want you to come, come to me. Come from where you are standing. Come, come, come. And maybe you are wondering, should I go, should I not go? Those ladies who are laughing over there, you want to come. Come to Jesus now. Stop standing there and laugh. Come to God right now. Come. Come, come, come. Oh, thank God so many people are being saved on a rainy day. Wonderful. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Lift your hands and I'm going, I want you to pray and I'm going to pray with you. So just close your eyes and let us pray together to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, today is my day. I realize that I am a sinner. Please have mercy on me. Today, I give my life and I give my soul to you. Please forgive me for my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ from all my sins. Please cleanse me. Today, I give my everything to Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit dagheywoodmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.